Yo, what up? What up? This is Mids Only, episode 25. Shout out to Celsius for sponsoring this episode. Cheers, dude. Cheers. No, I'm just kidding. Imagine <laughs> imagine if I had a sponsor, though, That bro. would actually be crazy. I, dude. You threw me on the... I was like, wait. Are you like... Because like when Got it comes him. to like lifting and stuff, like you can get like partnered. Like you could have like somewhat of a following and you can get like deals through like supplement companies. Oh, absolutely, like, bro. Whether it's apparel... Mm-hmm. supplements beverages pre-workout post-workout doesn't matter there's a million different avenues you can go and they all do it they're all they're yeah. all together you gotta be you good know? though no you you have to have you have to be in it you know like uh-huh. you could there's this i don't know if you know owen Zelensky. i believe so yeah so he went to he, i think he went to north i'm not really sure but he went to fit lab and he goes to unh and he has like 100k on instagram for fitness which no shit. I was like talking with him about the numbers one time. I don't want to like say anything like out of context either, but like he was like, yeah, like it's, it's good. It's like good side hustle money, you know, mm-hmm. like the views and like the stuff like that, but it's not like, yeah, like you don't you, want to you, depend on that yeah, as your exactly. main source of revenue, yeah. but it, is it an excellent side income? Most oh yeah, I know a hundred percent and yes, he's in college. Is, he's yeah, in college, perfect. right? So plus like working on your body all the time, might as well get something out of it besides hundred percent. Yeah. So if you can. If you can generate views with your content, why not throw a little promotion in there, earn a little side income? Exactly. No, that's that's it's the that's the way to do it. I know? think a perfect sponsorship for mids only would be a beverage. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Could be Corona, could be Celsius, could be sparkling uh, yeah, water, I, some of that San Pellegrino or Topo you know, Chico. Yeah, dude. Because I would whatever whatever company is willing to sponsor me. As a beverage company, I would drink one of your drinks every single episode, without fail, and I would religiously drink only your drink. Yeah, and you would you would plug it too. Yeah, I'd be like, "Yo, what up? What up? Yeah. Smith's only shout out Celsius. <laughs> Celsius, hit me up if you need it." I'm sorry, we're getting way too far no, ahead no, of ourselves yeah, here, but um, thanks for coming on the not podcast, problem, JT. Bro. Not a problem. It's thanks my for good having JT McNamara. Am yep. I saying that correctly? McNamara. McNamara. It's close. It's enough. Mick. You know, it's Mick. It's mcdonald's yeah mcdonald's yeah there's there should be an a there should be an a in my last name but there isn't so it is what you said it is but my whole family is like no we're mac and i'm like well i guess we don't know how english works so (laughs) well i'm sure you respond to both yeah no i it's the same thing as potato potato yeah like like that tomato tomato exactly cucumber schmucumber (laughs) exactly exactly Yeah, yeah yeah but um we set this up today off the cuff and i think those are the best podcast episodes that i do are the ones where you just set it up sit down with someone i haven't talked to in a while yeah i remember we had a class back together in high school yeah but we have like we've gone our separate ways because life gets busy life gets busy you um you get you're a realtor now yes sir yes i am i'm a part-time dj now love it yeah part-time dj right now i think that's um i think that's interesting I, i definitely want to do a deep dive into that Oh, yeah. No, um, 100%. You see it? See it? Shout it, man. Let's get into it right now. Okay. You already brought it up. Um, I want to go back. What You don't just wake up and say, okay, I'm DJing at McGarvey's tonight. That doesn't happen. Oh, Things no. need to happen in order to get to that point. Before oh, one, you can even – for one, you have to have that reputation as a DJ where venues will book you. People will book you. Yeah. And then second, you have to have the skill set to do that. So take me back to the beginning here. Um, how, how do you get started on this DJing path? And hold on. I, ha- I do have to preface this. 
I do owe an apology to DJ Reckless and DJ Darren Roy. You listen, gentlemen, your time will come for mids only, but JT's my they, boy, on, so they, I had to get him on. He's been bugging me to get on for Christian, months, Christian bro. Yes, I've talked to him about oh it too. I'm like, God. yeah, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. <laughs> I actually yo. have it set up for maybe later this summer. I'm oh, probably going to run yo. it with him. I was, um, Both great guys. Actually, so shout both out. Both are going to get on mids only. The more, the merrier. That's the way I see it. Shout out. Shout out DJ Reckless, Christian. Um, I think Lacoste. Christian, I believe so, yeah. yeah. Super nice guy. Like, um, he hit me up. Like, he went out of his way. Like, when I got the job at McGarvey's, mm-hmm. like, he went out of his way to, like, DM me. Like, he shot me a DM, like, right away on, like, my main account. And he was like, hey, man, like, I'm, I'm Christian, DJ Reckless. Like, I do I do Soho. I do 603. I do Wally's. And, I was, and he was like, hey, man, like it's kind of cool. Like the, the DJ scene isn't really that big in New Hampshire. So it's cool to see someone else come and join the scene. And he, he has been nothing but nice. And like, he's killing it right now. He just, he just, he just, he's performing at breakaway music festival in September. That's phenomenal. Like, and we got to put it, yeah. Like as like, I don't know how old he is. I don't know a specific age, but he could be a little bit older than I am. Um, but like think about where he is and like the people that he's with he's with like people that have like a big following too mm-hmm. like they're on the cusp where i think he did he did some show at like some college i'm gonna have to talk to him yeah about we, this, we, ask him all the right questions but yeah like he's i want to talk to him more i just it, i just text him and stuff like that like we keep in touch because he he's resident like he's a resident dj at wally's uh-huh. on mondays i'm resident dj at mcgarvey's on mondays so I, I never got to see him. Like I, I would never get to see him. So um And I, I love that he's like open and accepting. Oh, to yeah, he's not like, oh industry. yeah, go fuck yourself. Because it could yeah. be so easy to be like, he could just perceive you as competition. Yeah. Instead, you guys are colleagues. Yeah. And maybe one day you'll DJ together. So you know what I mean? It it would be so easy for him to just shut you out, turn you off. Instead, he's opening his arms and he's like, Okay, let's make this kid a better DJ. And that's what you want. You want to surround yourself with people like that. Like my colleagues at my office, they welcome me with open arms. And they're like, all right, how can we get Steve better? Josh is like, hey, let me know next time you write up an offer. Mm -hmm. We're going to write it together. Yeah. And like, that's what you want. You want to surround yourself with people like that. And he's he's like, he's a good soul, man. Like I've probably only spoken a total of 500 words between the two of us Mm -hmm. in text and in person. But like... He, you're hundred percent right. He could have, there's been DJs where I've hit up and I'm like, I ask them questions and they just like be like an absolute like dick about it. It's because they perceive you as competition. Yeah. They like, when like they almost see it as like you're attacking their income, yeah. their stability for yeah. their family when that's not even necessarily the case. Yeah. There's enough bread to go around. Especially in such a like Manchester's nightlife. It's a niche market. It's yeah. And like, but it's like getting it's getting somewhat better like since covid you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the past couple of years like the nightlife up here has not been that great there's not a there's not like oh let's go here you know it's just it's just not there but it's getting better and better and i feel like the like bringing in DJs and like bringing in people mm-hmm. and young DJs, yeah, too. young DJs. Like there's it, an asterisk there. Yeah, like young people. You you don't want to build up in this city. Yeah, that's the thing. You need you need the building blocks to like build the nightlife. Mm-hmm. You you can't do it with like a bunch of like older older guys. You know, like granted, 
granted, like they have a lot of knowledge of music, right? Like my one of my mentors, my mentor Johnny, freaking awesome guy. Um, but he he doesn't have that. He doesn't have, like he's older. He's like th- late thirties, right? He doesn't have that like new music. You know what I mean? Mm. Like right now, like for. Because you're in touch with it. Yeah, the people like that are the, dancing the, out in the crowd are the same ages. You know? Yeah, it's Gen Z. You yeah. know, like I'm Gen Z and like millennials. There's, like there's a disconnect. You there know, there's between a, the younger and older generation. Yeah, and definitely music is. You can tell. You know, I'm very big into like obviously like the 2010s. Mm-hmm. I love that I grew up through the 10, 2010s, and everyone that's coming to the bars, they all grew up. During the 2010s, yeah, you know, unless you got the older people, you do get the older people, right? But even they were like in high school and they heard these songs, right? But yeah, it's just uh, we went off on a tangent. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just went off on a tangent. I forgot. Back, double back, back, double back, double back. So your start into DJing, mm-hmm. how do how do we get started there? Um, so it started probably like two years ago. Um, I always like music. Music for me was that one thing that kind of like defined me. And I know Mm. that's very cliche, but music to me, I wasn't really the best at like everything. I was always like very good or like moderate, you know, like school. I was an okay student, soccer player, okay soccer player, right? Like when it comes to other things like worker, I was like above average worker, you know, when I applied myself. But like when it came down to music, my one thing that I was better at than anyone I knew was music. And I know that and I'm so so when we're at the function and someone's like, yo, who's got ox? JT says, JT, let me grab that. And I, I know some people, if they hear that, they're going to be like, yeah, what is this kid talking about? That kid had ox at the party. He was playing blasphemy. And there's yeah, only but, one way to get better. And that's why exactly, doing Exactly. You got to do it. But then you gotta like, suck at first. I started playing these songs. Like I was big into, I was big into SoundCloud. Uh-huh. So I'd be playing these songs that none of these people have heard of before. But then like two weeks later, they're huge hits. Like the biggest one for me is like, I got yelled at for playing like ox. It was... I think it was Blueberry Fago when <laughs> by Lil Mosey before Lil Mosey was like big. Uh-huh. I, I, my friend John showed me it and he was big into like the SoundCloud rap scene. He was like, yo, you got to listen to this song. And I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a bop. Played it at a party. I don't know what party. I think it was some, it was probably one of my sister's friend's parties. And they literally like took me off Ox. Yeah. And you know but, what? Now it's a banger because it's mainstream. Yeah. It's mainstream. Funny how that works. Yeah. And that just happens. That's just one example. But like it, it was just music for me. Like I always knew songs. Like mm. my my dad grew up with everything. You know? Like he got me into like The Clash. He got me into rock. He got me into Second Chance. He got me into X, Y, and Z. Mm, like, I love it. So you got a wide portfolio yeah, oh, here. I I was DJing my aunt's party. Uh-huh. I didn't play one song before the year 2008. Wow. Or no, one song after the year 2008. So I was playing everything like – I love it, man. So you I, can reach into your bag. Oh, yeah. And you I can have grab a lot. whatever you need for the situation. I got everything. I got sticks in there. Um, trying to think. Three Days Grace in there. Like – like rock bands, but rock bands, but also like alternative music for back in the day, you know, kind of like the, 
the stuff that you would get high and go listen to at a festival or something <laughs> like that. I have a whole playlist. And if I hear new music, I love hearing all different types of music. Like if I like it, boom, like it. Mm. And I forget about it. But then when I listen to it again, I'm like, oh, this could go here. You know, this could mix in well here, you know? So like, and as a DJ, you're always learning. Mm. You're always trying to find new music. So I'm on SoundCloud, like any other social media. I, I don't really use any other social media except like Instagram and stuff like that. So I'm on SoundCloud and I follow so many people and I just look, scroll and scroll and scroll and I keep listening to every single song. And if I like it, boom, get a like and a follow. And I think you just dropped a lot of little nuggets of gold yeah. right there in that little That's the way to do it. And talking session you just had. And I definitely want to touch in on no, go some for of it. the, the skill set. Like not the skill set necessarily, but the DJing skills. But I want to do that after we get the story. Here. Yeah. So like, how do you how do you get your first gig? How does that come about? Oh yeah, that. So I did it. So I started. I got to go a little bit back before I get uh-huh. into the first gig. So I got my first DJ deck probably two years ago. I had it. I didn't really like it. Um. So I gave it back. But I got one recently, like probably about a year ago at this uh-huh. point. And I just would always like live stream. I would like record and I would live stream myself DJing just to like practice. I obviously was terrible a year ago. If I was DJing a year ago and oh, it would be, wouldn't be able to it do it. Wouldn't be able to do it. Um, I just, I kept recording and I kept live streaming and I kept doing this and kept doing that. And then it just worked out because I went to McGarvey's. Like, McGarvey's was, like, my friend hangout spot, like, mm-hmm. um, with Jay and, like, my, fr- my friend Brian. It's a popular spot yeah. on Elm Street. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 and it, on Mondays, it's half-off drinks. Mm-hmm. So, every day, I kept, I kept pestering the manager. I was, like, I became friends with the manager. Yes, bro. Yes, I yes, just, yes. I love I, where this is going. So, I kept, I was, like, hey, like, the music here sucks. And she's, like, I know. And I was like, well, like karaoke. Boom, problem, solution. Exactly. I was like, the karaoke here, like it's great. You know, I look like I've done karaoke there. I'll do it again. But I'm like, it shouldn't be like every night thing. And you're paying these people way too much money for not a good experience. Uh-huh. And I was like, let me DJ here. And she was like, oh, well, whatever. And this is like a, this. I w- probably pestered for probably three months. Three months every Monday, I would bring it up one time. I love at it. least one time. That's like exactly when I pay my check, I'm, I was like paying my check, and I was like, "Hey, like, yeah, you take a look at you take a look at my stuff yet?" Because I gave her like a link to all my stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like, it sucks in here. You're gonna realize it soon." And she realized it. She was like, "I already know it sucks, but like, there's not much we can do. Like, we can't just put you in." And I was like, "How about this?" This was probably about after a month. I gave her I gave her this. I was like, hey, like you give me two nights of your choosing. I will work for free. No bingo. No money. You don't have to pay me. If it sucks, you don't lose anything. The only thing here for me to lose is a potential working here. And I'm fine. If you don't like what I have to play, then that's fine. You didn't pay anything. You didn't lose anything. You probably just lost just two nights of entertainment, which it was on a Monday anyway. It wasn't even that great. Yeah, to it, was, it was. Yeah. It was a Monday night, so it's not that. And yeah, so I get my I get my first gig, and I I decide to go all out. Mm-hmm. Um, once I find out about it, I go all out, and 
So I ended up, I bought a new mixer so I can live stream there. So kind of like the one you have, literally mm -hmm. almost similar to yours. So I just bought it so where it, it can record sound kind of like your laptop's doing. It just can record sound. Yep. So anything going through it, like my, my DJ controller, it would record. And I was like, all right, cool. Now I got a camera. Boom. Got a camera there. So I started recording all of my sets like there. And they liked them. They, they, they thought I did great. I played such a variety of music. They do, because it's New Hampshire, they don't really like the EDM as much. Uh -huh. But what I try to do to like counteract that is I do like mainstream songs with EDM remixes. Ooh. So like there's songs that are mixed together. And some of them I mix myself. Like I've created a couple mashups and stuff like that. And when we mix them and it just, it, that's how we get. Like you might not know the beat of the song. But you know the lyrics because it's every popular song ever, you know. So that's what I try to do. And Fascinating. I wanna I wanna touch on the willing to work for free aspect yeah. of it because I think starting out as a young entrepreneur, and yeah. I would call you an entrepreneur. No, it's definitely you're I'm going to have myself, yeah. to be willing to work for free in the beginning, and you're not gonna have anything, and you're gonna be willing to take any opportunity that comes your way. And I love the persistence of you continually asking them to DJ there. Because something I've learned with real estate and that has been passed down to me is that the money is in the follow-up. And had you not followed up, you never would have got a gig there. Yeah. And you never would be doing what you are now. So Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you are willing to work for free in the beginning too, because I think that's such a huge, huge value add. And that's how I've got your like, offer. Yeah. And that's like, as you were saying that, like the follow-up is where the money is. Cause it I is. don't think I've gotten a job like without a follow-up, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because I'll have friends that like, Oh yeah, I applied here. Like I really want the job. And I'm like, well, did you they, ask them did again? You, do you ask them like, Hey, well, like, where is it at with my resume? You know what I mean? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, well then what do you expect? Well, yeah. Like if you're not going to go the extra mile for, to get the job, like how are you going to go extra mile when you actually have the job, you know? And like, that was my big thing. And I went, I went all out for like, I went all out for McGarvey's on that, on that Monday night. It wasn't the Monday night. It wasn't, I love it, bro. it wasn't the best night. And it definitely was not my best night. I mean, DJ. For a Monday. It was a Monday, but yeah. like, there was a lot of people there. I just didn't, I was really, really nervous. As you would. I was, I was really, really nervous. It was imagine, my yeah. first, it was my first gig. And it, I was really, really nervous. Thank God. Like, um, cause I never mess with their audio equipment. The, obviously the people that were doing like karaoke and like their own DJing, they're not going to tell me they don't like me because I'm coming in and they actually, so they actually saw me as a threat. Unlike, mm. unlike DJ reckless who was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Like we should like collaborate sometime. And like, we do plan on collaborating like this DJ was like, Oh yeah, you're messing with my income. So I'm not going to help you. And like, it's to a point where like, I even like when they got fired or like the day before that they got let go, like she cut off my stuff mid set on a Monday. I have, I Talk have the recording. Patty. Yeah. Like I made a TikTok about it. I was like, yeah, I saw you post yeah. on your story or something. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was super ridiculous. And like, it's just unprofessional and, but yeah, that I would never advocate for someone who does that. 
But, I mean, you have to see it from their perspective. I do. I do. And I think it comes from a place of laziness because maybe they've been doing it so long, they're stuck in their ways. They're not willing to go find new other opportunities. They just want to cling to what they have. And that's not how the world works. Yeah. And if you if you become complacent, you will get passed by. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. And by they, someone who's willing to work harder than you and someone who has a better skill set. Yeah. And I think that example is case A. They, they were and none against them. They were going like they like on a personal on a personal note with them. They were going through like some stuff like in their own personal lives. Mm-hmm. So they I don't know the company that they were, but they own a, a entertainment company. They did gigs for like trivia. They did gigs for DJing. They did gigs for karaoke. They had all the equipment. Right. And McGarvey's was their like main spot. They were getting paid like, I don't know. They were getting paid a lot of money for they were sitting in a chair and they were not good at even doing karaoke. Hmm. They would favorite. They had favorites. They had regulars that would come in, and they would not pay any money at the bar. Literally, get a pitcher of water and literally just pay them money to sing like three times in a row for like. See, that's for wild, bro. Yeah. Because then the bar's not even making money at that point. Off if them. they're not and ordering, the drinks. people are leaving because they're bad singers. Yeah, like there's good singers at McGarvey's. I've witnessed good singers. But there are bad singers. I mean, and granted, karaoke. Yeah, night. it's karaoke yeah. night. You know, that, half the time, like that's just chance, hey, man. Yeah, it's. Like, I've done karaoke. I'm not good. I'm not. I'm not good either. But like, I also am not like butchering. Like, you pick a song, right? You're not like butchering it. Like, we would have people like pick a song and be so drunk that they can't even like sing it, you know? And they purposely choose it because they paid two hundred dollars. Like this drunk guy last week like came in and like there was like 10 people it's like peak hour and there's like 10 people like waiting in the queue to do karaoke and this guy comes in he's like i'll give you 200 dollars. you put this song on now and this granted if i was in the same shoes i probably would have taken the 200 dollars. <laughs> i, I, I would have taken the 200 200 bucks bro but, come on now. but then again when it comes from the the like the manager's perspective like She's like pissed because yeah, they so don't want to see that. They don't want to see that because then a bunch of people left after that. Uh-huh. They that saw that because they're all off. just waiting around the DJ booth. They see that happen. They see the conversation. They all just leave. Yeah, because they're like, oh, and now I got to wait. Out the door from the bar's perspective. Exactly. Because granted, it's entertainment. You want to have a good time, but it is a bar, and the bar needs to make money. Exactly. Otherwise, it's not going to be there anymore. Exactly. End of story. And they they're trying to catch up with the times. Like McGarvey's is a very very diverse bar. It not just like in ethnic, like ethnically, it's not like it's, it's pretty much New Hampshire, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's New a, Hampshire. It's a pretty simple demographic. Yeah, here. it's very, very, yeah. Um, but it like, you get everybody in there, uh-huh. you know, like you really do. I have been in there before. Yeah, it, it, it everybody's there. Like you, you can find anyone from any background there mm. and that's what I need to cater but to. But that's what you want. I do want that because I want ex- I want every- people that are open minded. Mm. You know what I mean, mm. and open to new things. You know, like I'll play some of your hits, I'll play your requests, but I also want to hear you. Know, yeah, you let me try. Let, the, let, me, like let this, me put you on. Let me put you, like you on this, to the EDM. You might like this. You know what I mean, right? So that was my thing, and that's what I'm trying to do. It's it's a struggle, but I'm as, trying as to. As with all things, yeah, though, it's, right? it's a struggle, but it's 
But to have like some minor form of success is huge because oh, it gives it you that so confirmation good. and it gives you that motivation to keep going. It, so when you when you had that first gig, you're like, wow, I really just did that. Yeah. And then you go back to the drawing board and you're like, I want more. Yeah. So where, where do you go from that when you had that first gig? So, Were you like, yo, you think I can come back? I was just like, I want to do this. Even though it, was, it wasn't that great of a night, like I was personally going through like personal shit and I was like very, very stressed. I got a lot of stuff going on and like obviously I, I work full time and I was work doing that. But also I'm like focusing on a set. Like I have to build like a four hour set list, you know, and none of my stuff is configured. I ended up just winging it and playing absolutely. I played a game on my phone. Literally, I went through my like songs. I hit the shuffle and I was like, all right, that has around the same BPM as that, that around, and those are kind of similar. So I'm just going to, so beats per beats minute. Per minute. Yeah. So to quick rundown to give you, so like a slower, like rap song, like Tupac, I don't think he has a song above 110 BPM uh-huh. and like house music and EDM, like house music ranges from like 120 to 130 okay, and gotcha. it's just like the like i like what i do is i count beats in my head like i count the beats like i could tell you a song like a song like around a song's bpm just by counting the beats in my head and kind of just knowing the song wow. you know and i started doing that more and that's how i ended up getting good i started counting bars like there's there's 16 bars in a bass drop. That's what I figured out. So if I sync, if I sync a bass drop, like an opening to that 16 bars, I can just open the song when the bass drop ends or like the bass like drop ends into the next chorus. You know what I mean? So I started cutting up songs and I um, started layering like similar, like eight, eight bars of call me maybe and eight bars of, Counting Stars by One Republic. You know what I mean? And over like an EDM beat. And I would just do that. Fascinating. That just goes to show there's a whole lot more that goes into it yeah. than you think. And I'm sorry I asked that BPM question. No, yeah, no, you were you're going good. somewhere before. I swear to God, bro. I'm I don't like want a people squ- not knowing. I'm like a squirrel. <laughs> I'm like, boom, here, boom, yeah, no, here. Okay, I'm, let's go there. I'm the Continue. same fucking way, dude. I'm the same fucking way. But that For would, a podcast, though, that's great. You got to keep no, it entertaining. You, gotta, you got to keep it flowing. Got to keep it moving. And I, I hate, I like even like on TV interviews. And I do notice that, like some podcasts do do this. They, they, they literally go by like their, their like thing, like word for word. Like they ask oh, like the questions. Teleprompter? Yeah, it's in a There's podcast. No teleprompter on mid. Yeah, I can tell you that. Yeah, and like interviews should like. What's the difference between this being an interview and this being a podcast? You know what I mean? Honestly. It, it's more I personable. It's, I think it's both. You think it's both? I, I kind of have come to the realization because Pete said something to me the other day when I was in the office mm-hmm. and I had someone coming in to do a podcast. He's like, hey, you doing an interview today? He just like just blurted it out yeah. walking by me and this thing just clicked in my head yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, I do interviews. It's, it's literally – that's And like I came to the realization like that's what it is. I – I'm giving people a platform to share their story. Yeah. Granted, I want to contribute to the conversation. Exactly. And I want to add value to it. And but you're, that, you're that, so good at it too. Like I watch your clips and mm-hmm. I like to have listened to a couple episodes of your podcast. Granted, it's, it was like background noise while I'm at work. Like I, I do listen and like you're, you're very, very good at asking questions. That's, that's the like key. It, that is the key. To like even on thing. BPM, that was smart to do because I just said it 
like as I'm talking to somebody that that D, like I could talk to a DJ and be like, oh yeah, blah blah blah, BPM, and like start talking about. It. But you asked, and then like I forgot. Uh huh. Like some people might not know what that means, you know. But see, like you you're investigating the questions, and yeah. you're asking even more deep I, questions. I'm trying to come to learn that the value is in the guest, exactly. What they have to say 100%, because dude. you could sit here and you could watch a bajillion episodes of me, and I'm just going to be saying the same things over and over again. Yeah. But if I bring on new and interesting guests, that brings a whole new X factor to it. It's like Joe Rogan. Yeah, dude's done thousands of podcasts. Yeah. Why does he continue to do them? I think he's because only- he has on interesting guests. Yeah. with value to add to the conversation. Yeah, and, it, it, and each episode is its own animal. It's something new every single time. I, will he say some of the same stuff? Yeah, oh, 100%. he will. Do I say some of the same stuff? Yeah, oh, I yeah. do all the time. If you go back and listen through the episodes, you can see me saying the same things multiple times on multiple different 100%. episodes. And not to get deep, but like that's a good thing. Uh huh. That means like you're not changing as a person. Like you're still you. You know, if you say the same stuff, that means that's you. Base level. You know what? I, yeah, like like if. One day I'm I want to keep this. my vibe. Yeah, you know, I exactly. Keep, I want to. I want to still be Steve at the end of the day. Like one day I'm saying this, and one day you're saying the uh, like the opposite. And like, you know, at times mean? may I be hypocritical? Yes, of course. I'll be the first. But to we're tell all you guilty that. of that, yeah. though. And we're the better people because we'll admit when we're being hypocrites. You know, mm-hmm. well, I do at least. I don't know if you on a personal level, but when I'm a hypocrite and somebody calls me out, I kind of just be like, yeah, I'm you're, like, yeah, you're yeah, right, that you're was right, hypocritical. you're right, go fuck yourself. Ah. But yeah. Where were we? I, I totally I, forgot. It's that BPM question. Oh, BPM bro. question. No, before that, before that. We were, all right, we're talking about where you're going with the DJ. Where you? All right, so we had that first gig. Yeah. Where do you go from there? So there, it's all about, like, now that income is coming in, like, once I started getting income, um, like, my parents became more supportive of, mm. like, of it. Mm. Because they're like, oh, it's just like a hobby he's doing that he's spending all of his money on. You know, it was the same thing for like gaming because that was one thing that other than yeah, DJing and music. The, I, from I an was, outside perspective, I could see that. I was making money on COD. I was doing I was doing like – granted, it was like penny change, right? I never competed on like, um, like at a tournament, like in-person tournament. But I have competed for, for money and I've won like – uh, I don't know. It's over like over a thousand dollars or two on a Call I, of Duty tournament. On a, on a well, like that's in total. That's like my earnings. Oh, I see. And that was on like Still, my old bro, account for playing Call of Duty. Count yeah. me in. And, I just suck at COD. That's the only thing. And you know, it's just and yeah. So they they saw that, but they I didn't really like talk about it much because it was kind of like uh like talking about video games and like making money is still like very taboo to talk about mm-hmm. you know like even like social media like if i try to like talk to my parents about like somebody making money just by like posting on instagram they don't get it they don't they don't get that it just doesn't make sense in their brain like how yeah how is that even possible and even as a gen z person i yeah. still people i still see people getting paid to live stream and i'm like why i don't get it like have you seen there's this clip that's been going around on twitter it's yeah. this TikTok live stream with this girl and it's so stupid. She's like, mmm, cupcake. Mmm, yum, yum. Oh, is this, mm, this, this the MP the NPC? Like I think it's a real person yeah. though, bro. And like, and she's making thousands of dollars to stare at a screen and be like, mmm, yummy, yum. I get a I lot mean, of... maybe it's just creepy old men no, subscribing yeah. to the pod. 
like not TikTok, the pod, the, the TikTok live, live streams are weird. It's scary. Like bro. I'll get like, how can that be a career path for someone? No, You're not contributing like, value to society. No, and it, it actually bothers me. Yeah. Like I do. I get. I had to like block. I had to like block a lot of these. Like, um, so one thing like it's cool, but like it's cool to see. But I don't understand like how people have time to like watch it. You know what I mean? I'm on yeah. TikTok for like I'm on TikTok for like more than 15 minutes, and I I see like the most popular videos of like the day or whatever. And, but then I see, like, I get to a live stream and it's this guy, this guy, I assume in a different country, like he's bagging water. <laughs> like he's literally just bagging like plastic bags. It's not like, like it, the bag comes down and he like cut it, like it cuts, then like it falls down. Then he puts it in another plastic bag, then wraps it and puts it somewhere. And he just does that while playing like. 90s hip-hop and i was like people act granted what? i i was i fell victim i watched them for like 30 fucking minutes actually i was i watched them i it was Dude, i watched I've them for 30 fucking minutes i've never been able to get into live streams i don't know I, why i just don't enjoy them podcasts li- great live streams are, are definitely give or take but mm-hmm. the thing is the difference between live streaming and podcasting is there's there's substance here you know what i mean like yeah. we have a goal we're here to talk Right, like half the time when I turn on a stream, like on Twitch or Kick or YouTube, they're just like sitting there, like talking with their chat, or yeah. like they're sitting there reacting to a video somebody else made. You know, it's hard to find like people that do like real content, and they're getting paid thousands of dollars, and I they don't get they're it. partnered for it, it, and it's because they can maintain a viewer. Hey, I mean, all the power to them. If no, it works, they're, it works, they're, they're making money. And if I was able to do that, I would. Hundred percent. That's a goal of mine. I want to. I do live stream. Like I want to get. Big in a live streaming. See now that I could see working with in would, contrast or not contrast in addition to the DJing. Yeah, you live stream while you're DJing. So one, you're getting paid at whatever venue you're yeah. at. And two, you got a stream going that boosts your viewers. You're putting out content on social, and hey, maybe one day if you're able to build up a big enough audience, maybe you get paid off that too. That's a hundred percent the goal. Because right now it's all about building a brand. And mm. like in school, like we were never taught how to do there's this. There's no class on there's personal no, branding. Yeah, there's you no, have to teach yourself. Like obviously – Or like, YouTube. It, like I, I have attempted to build a personal brand here yeah. and it's it's an everyday thing. I'm continuing to build my personal brand. Yeah. And like we, we had marketing, right? I think that was a class that we had. Did we have marketing together or what class? We had a gym class. A bro. gym class. Okay. I, th- I, I did take marketing with Tammy I, Lambro. Shout yeah, out Tammy. Yeah. Shout out Lambro. Great teacher. Great woman. The GOAT. Great educator. Um. She's teaching more than, more than school. Yeah, she's teaching life. Yeah, and she's and she so has time. To her. Like she has a kid now, and like she's still doing volleyball coaching. Like good Crazy. for her. And I don't think I think those are the classes I got the most out of in high school. Were the the classes in the business? She um, what's the word? Business sector. Yeah, no, not, no like sector. I got the most out of that. Like I I like knew the importance of marketing. Like no matter mm. what you are, like you got to market yourself. Like you're, you're, unless you're just like a blue collar worker, yeah, you yeah, just you know, you, exactly, home, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But marketing's and everything, even, even companies that offer blue collar work as a service, they still have to market their service somewhere. And maybe not everyone is in the marketing department in the company, yeah. But how else are you going to land those contracts? Exactly. How else are you going to find new clients? You exactly. have to market. Exactly. You got it. And I, that's the, that's probably the biggest class that I got something that in English. I got um, English with Mrs. Gott in high school. It, it will say she didn't like me, 
because I, those are the best ones. Th- those are the best ones. But the thing is, we had I had a respect level for her mm. because she knew deep down that politically and morally we don't see eye to eye, and we both came to an like an understanding. And that's okay. And I was fine with that it's the United because States of America. she wasn't one of those people that if I had a different opinion than her and I brought up a valid point, like she wasn't there to like yell at me or berate me for having the opinion. Like I had many, mm. I had many times in, in high school, I had a, a very different opinion and I had a very like diverse opinion on things because my growing up in my family, like politically, like my dad's like left and my mom is right. And some people are like, how does that work? That's I don't exactly know. how it should I don't know work how though it works. because it opens up a discussion yeah. when problems arise. And, and then, that's what we need to do more of in this country 100%. open up a discussion. I think far too often problems just arise and left leans this way, right leans this way. No room in the middle. No, talk it out. Yeah. No, 100%. And Maybe that's just the Libra in me talking. No, no, I don't think so. I just, I think you just got to, you're right, you hit it right in the nail. Like, we just got to talk more. Like, more people got to podcast. More people have to talk and um, see other, per- like, people's point of view. Like, that's what I, I'm down to listen to, like, what you got to say. Mm-hmm. Whether I agree with you, that's, comes down to how you say it, you know? How like, you frame your offer. Yeah, like, prove me, like, I think this show me this like, like I, I i'm willing to acknowledge, exactly. acknowledge i'm not right on everything and i have been in many arguments with people like whether it's politically or morally or just an argument with like a boss or like my sister like where i know i've been wrong but it you know it just opens discussion and and shooty shoot ideas off each other bro you know? we're great yeah. right now like the tangents we go on are just phenomenal. No, they're here, good. I, I fucking phenomenal. love these. I, dude, I've been – I tried doing a podcast with my – like the gym people. Mm-hmm. We tried doing a podcast for like Jay's channel and obviously it didn't take off that well. But Neither has mids only. But, I'm just yeah. consistent. That's yeah, the only that's thing. The thing. I'm but the thing is the cons- it's so hard to it rally. It is so hard like, to Paulie was at college. Like Jay, Jay and I – Jay was working at the time, right? He was working – 50 60 hours a week then he's at the gym for two hours out of that so plus 14 hours at the gym right he doesn't have a lot of time because he goes home and he goes to sleep he goes home he played a game of overwatch went to sleep that was his schedule and like it was hard to do that plus they're like unmotivated because they don't necessarily see the the potential like it had Mm -hmm. like i did like i was like we could do something about this. We just got to be consistent. And it just turned out to where it didn't become consistent. Oh, that's the hardest part about doing a podcast is staying consistent and continually making episodes. Exactly. I, I heard something. It was probably like a month back. It's like whatever percentage of podcasts don't make it past episode 20. And I think it's so accurate. Yeah. It's so easy to just hop on the bandwagon and be like, okay, yeah, podcast it up. Ever yeah, since great. Like, but look. can you make hundreds of episodes no. no. Now that takes time. Now that takes years. And we're on 25 here. And it, it's been a year. Yeah. I started it yeah. over a year ago. Yeah. And I went through phases where I wouldn't make an episode for three months. Yeah. And now I'm on a different I'm on a different level with it. And now I want to do mids only Monday. Mids wanna, only Monday. That's baby. my goal, bro. I want to put I want to do one a week. And one that's why I agreed to do this today. Because I just need to record. I just need yeah, to sit down and it. speak and see what happens and sit with interesting people. And, and what, that's when the magic happens. I just got – I got so – I wouldn't say jealous, but I was like, dude, like talking – like in high school, granted, we had gym class, right? But we probably – in high school, we probably spoke like less than a thousand words to each other. Agreed. Yeah, we didn't talk a lot. 
But when I did talk to you, I felt like we, not to like sound weird, but like I felt like a kind of like connection in the point like where, oh, I kind of get you. You know mm. what I mean? I want to talk more about you. I want to see what you have to say. Like that was in, I can't really say that for many people in high school, but I would agree I was, with that I was on the I was on FaceTime with my cousin earlier and I was like, well, he was like, what are you doing later? And I was like, well, I got to stop by McGarvey's and got to do some work there. Then, well, first I'm going to this podcast. He was like, you're doing a podcast? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it with my my boy Steven from high school. He has, a, he has a podcast and I wanted to talk to him. I haven't seen him in a while. He was like, oh, that's super cool. And it was like, and I told him about that. I was like, I haven't really like talked to this guy, like on a level to where like, it, it it should be. You know mm. what I mean? I think I, certain people you could just sit down with and your energies it, just flow. And it just like – and it never really like worked in high school. You mm. know what I mean? Like we – we like our friends – like our friends like mixed. You know, some of my friends are your friends, right? I know them. I won't say like best friends, but I know them. I mm-hmm. get along with them, right? Um, and the same thing like if you saw like one of my friends, like – like, I don't know. We were at the goat when you were working at the goat, right? Like we saw you there. Yeah, Yeah, you still do. Um, I saw Jay the other night. Exactly. Right. Last week, last weekend or something. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's shout out Jay. Shout out Jay. You know, he's in that boy. He's boy. He's mode. He's he's doing his own thing. Jay, Jay is a different a different love him or hate him. The underdogs on Uh, top. Yeah, you know, I he is the most fit he's ever been in his life, but. He's also got his – he's not working either. So he's like living in the gym. Granted, he does hey, that's have okay, a, man. He's, that's the, he, well, that's not hard on Jay. No, much, I'm, not, I'm not harping on him because he was really, really smart. He put up the shitty hours and he went on Storm as a lineman. Came back and he made like 20 grand. 20 grand in like two weeks. Crazy. 10, 10K a week and he was down there like getting paid. Every second he wasn't in the state of New Hampshire, he was getting paid. So once he hit, he hit 40 in like two days of actual work yeah, time. And then you get that overtime. And then you get ahead. overtime and time and a half. And he's making like 40 an hour. Oh, that's a, you know, then it multiply that mode, by. Bro. Yeah. You got to be a special type of person to do that type of and work. I don't. It's not for the faint of heart. Exactly. And he wanted to take a break and I don't blame him. Yeah, because that's fair. I can understand it's that. It's physically it's grueling. Exactly. Working up on power lines. Plus he he's a power lifter trying to go for state records. Right, he's trying to pick up as much weight as possible. Think about like what his, like his body was enduring, working a manual job, then going to the gym after being tired, tired, taking enough pre workout to kill a moose, <laughs> then picking up six hundred and seventy five pounds off the ground. Beast I, mode. Yeah, Beast the mode. kid is insane, and he he's he's one of my best friends, and like I. Love the kid to death. I I'm gonna leave it at that because I'm gonna leave it at that. But Jay's awesome. He's in uh he's in California right now with his mom. I wouldn't mind having Jay on. I would get him on powerlifting and no, such. he definitely he's seen a side to powerlifting that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I've, you did get into the powerlifting. A I bit. competed, but the reason why I stopped was it became unhealthy. Uh-huh. I started to like obsess. And granted, sometimes when you're when you're obsessed with the gym, you're like, oh, that's good. Like you're going in there. But I was like obsessed to the point where it was I went to the gym as a way to relieve stress. You know, when I found powerlifting, it was like, oh, cool. Like I there's a sport I can compete in and it's something I like doing. Cool. Right. But then when it became a sport, 
and I started competing, it like numbers meant everything to me. Uh-huh. Like my scale and like my scale and the lifts I put up became what defined if I had a good day or a bad day. And I would go in there so and now I you would, went too far. Exactly. I went way too far and I was like, hey, I need to hit this. I need to hit this in this block. I need to be able to hit this. Mm-hmm. And some days like it, it got to the point where I was like doing like I was doing a lot of caffeine. I was taking probably over a gram of caffeine a day. That's crazy. That's rid- like Celsius. This probably has. I think it's 200 milligrams. 200. Yeah. So, and that's a lot. Like a Red Bull. I'm I think feeling it-, it now. I don't. I haven't drank caffeine in months. Shout out Celsius. We can shout talk out, about no, that. No, shout out Celsius. These want. are really, really good. Um, my mom gets these. This is like, it's better than her drinking Diet Coke, I guess. I don't know. But oh, she gets them. DC. Yeah. I never love really the, like soda. I I, but, um, I love water. That's my thing. Yeah, I, 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 you know what I, I like? Sparkling water. Have you had liquid death sparkling water? Yes, I have. That's my favorite Phenomenal. sparkling water. I, I like I, that I, San Pellegrino. Little Topo yeah, Chico. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can rock with the Topo Chico. Yeah. Um, I wanted, I, I've been really getting into liquid death. I accidentally bought the black can thinking it was just like normal water because I went to like a venue and I ordered a water and they gave me a like it gave me in a can. I didn't know what liquid death was at the time and they gave it to me. I was like, you know, I asked for a water, right? And they were like, read the label. I was like, <laughs> was oh, it sparkling? Sh-. No, it was like normal. And I like, huh. drank it. You know what it, they call that in Germany? What? Stillwasser. Stillwasser. Yes, yeah, still water. Because if you go in Europe, if you go to a restaurant and you ask for water, they will give you sparkling water. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. You have to ask for still water. Oh, sick. That's actually... I mean, at least in Germany. I don't know if that's... I would imagine it's probably pretty that's standard probably, Europe, yeah. yeah. I, I, maybe it's come and go, but like to be honest, like water's water. Whether you add a little CO2 or, like to it mm. doesn't really like change it for me. It's water. Like I spice it I spice it up with a sparkling water every once in a while, so... But um, all right, back to the powerlifting. Yeah, stuff. powerlifting. You just... You became obsessive. I And I, I, think, I think that's... Where you may have went wrong, I because started, when yeah. I when I'm weightlifting, I'm not, I don't care about the numbers. It's it's about me bettering myself and getting stronger. And and I think you had that in the beginning. I did. I had that, and I was like, wow, like I went from like not being able to bend. Like I went there. I don't know if you you saw me like pre COVID or like during. Like, I used but, to always watch your clips, yeah. bro. You lifting? Yeah, I was like. I can like the first time I competed, I was at a 120. I weighed in under the weight. I was at 126 pounds wow. at my first meet. And I ended up almost setting almost I don't know what I did. I did okay. But I remember like going to the gym and not being able to bench like like 65 pounds. And like now like I've benched like over 200 pounds. And it's just, it started, like, as you said, like, it started as, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm getting into mm-hmm. it. Like, I like the gym, you know, like, I'm, like, doing it, and I'm motivated to do it. Then I started seeing the results, and once I started seeing the results, and I started, like, recording everything, and I started seeing the results of, like, like, especially on Snapchat, I would get the, the like, memories from, like, a month ago, like, relive the month memories, and it was me picking up, like, 400, 400 pounds, but then at the end of the month, I'm picking up. 455 pounds mm-hmm. so like seeing the the changes was like really really cool for me but, i think in the beginning it's you get a lot of progress yeah. really fast and then you plateau and i think that's 
that's where you can fall out of love with it is when you're in that plateau. Yeah. But no, that's when you need to double down no, and that's, work harder. And I think you can get back to where you were. I, I think I you just need to be do. less obsessive about the numbers and more about the process. It, be more process oriented rather than result oriented. It was it was coming to it, it came to the point where I would be doing like power I would be going to the gym so much and I'd be taking a lot of caffeine because I'm tired. Like I work full time. I would get like I'm not doing manual labor work. I'm mm-hmm. sitting at a desk. But no, I'm still, still, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever you're it is. Like you're, it's, you're draining. Like you're mentally drained. And I get then after five o'clock hits, I head right to the gym and it's prime time. And I'm there for two hours because it's packed. You know, I can barely find the equipment. You you're know, talking to everybody. Yeah, you know, like, and I'm a nice guy. Like I, I made like made a joke like. I, I'm gonna hit a talking PR, and one day I actually did. I talked to 50 people within like a two hour, like 50 different people <laughs> that I knew at the gym because I used to work there, right? So talking um, PR, yeah, I hit a talking PR. It was 50 people. I stopped at 50, and I was That's like, too much, and I still, man. I still got to work point, you're not even working out. No, yeah, I was doing. Uh, I think I was doing like, I was deadlifting. So I would like pick up a, I would deadlift and I would like walk around, I'd do a lap around the gym, talk to somebody, go back, hit a set, do it. And I would. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love chopping it up at the gym, but on the flip side of that coin, there's balance here. It's yeah. a fine line. You're there to move the weight. Yeah. You're there to pick up, you're there to pick up heavy things, you know, and, and put them down. pick them up and put them down. And that's where it became the big thing. And I just started noticing there was a lot of like health problems that I started started feeling like my back like my uh, i you've seen my form my form isn't the greatest form ever it's not like nationally ranked but it's still not horrible Mm -hmm. compared to what it used to be but i started like my body kept being sore you know what i mean like not sore like oh yeah i'm growing muscle but like my back like physically started hurting i like pulled my back i pulled one of my discs and there was something where I had to go like actually get it adjusted by a chiropractor and it was like right before one of my meets and it was just like one of those things where I then was taking like a bunch of Advil. I was taking like medication like to help the inflamed like the the inflamed area in my back and then I'm taking a bunch of caffeine that I'm also like prescribed like Adderall so I'm taking that as well. Then I'm super tired on a Friday night, worked, woke up at seven, worked until five. Then I'm at the gym until 730. And then, oh yeah, let's go hit the bars or, oh yeah, let's go down to Boston. Which, like that's not healthy. That's not healthy. And it would lead me to making unhealthy decisions like drugs, you know, at the club, you know? And I just was like, yeah, like, and a big part of that was the gym and i know oh yeah you can just skip out you can just skip out the gym to club pipeline yeah no yeah and i know that's very very that's a hot take normally it's the club to gym pipeline i it if i but your case your case in the club is a very it's i was addicted to the club not because like there's drugs there like i didn't like go to the club and oh yeah i'm doing drugs all the time no I go to the club because I love music. Mm. I love seeing live music. And I, the people. And the people. Like everyone's That's, there to like it's love. The, it's a social environment. And same with festivals. Like I love festivals. Not because there's drugs. Drugs are a positive. If you do them correctly and safely, it's a positive. But I, I went to I, I would agree with that statement. I, I went to festivals for like a year without even touching drugs. 
Well, like I smoked, but like even at the time, like my first festival, I didn't smoke. I wasn't old enough to drink. I wasn't getting hammered, right? I was just there because I loved the music. And that's where the the club, if you do it, if you go to the club or go to a festival, it has to be like a once in a while thing. Mm. You know what I mean? It can't be like I was going to the I was I had a list on my phone for this summer of every every show I was gonna hit. I probably hit Granted, I still probably hit like 25% of them, but I was averaging like a cl- like a club a weekend. I was going to like a show once a week and then like you go to the bar there and the drinks are like $15 a shot. Then you know, the only place you can really go is like Boston or Manchester. So there's gas. Then there's the ticket to get in to see your art, the favorite artist, right? And then you're there for three hours and you an pay for parking. Lifestyle. It was a very – like granted, I could afford it, like, mm-hmm. but no one else could. Like, like I bet you notice this as well. Like you make you – make, you, you can afford to live in an apartment. So you make good enough money compared to like – you're for our like our friends they're still in college yeah they don't have a job I have thought they, about that a lot you know what it's i mean like the people that go to school when they're in school they may not necessarily have an income exactly like granted we have higher expenses but we also have the freedom to like do things like oh yeah go to the bars or oh yeah we can buy a concert ticket or oh yeah we can take a little trip here you know what i mean like we can afford to do that and a lot of my friends, like they're in college, they go to UNH, like Jay, Jay and the people that stayed in Merrimack that have full-time jobs, like Jay, Brooke, um, my friend, Harry, obviously, uh, my friend, Olia, they all, they all were local and they all didn't like go to college or they already graduated college and they had money. So we would all go, you know, that was like my squad for a little bit, but, um, and th- those things are fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And there's time and place to enjoy things like that. Yeah. But I think at a certain point, it crosses a line where it's taking away from your work. Oh, 100%. And, and not to say that work is life, but no, it, it, it's a part of life. So to get in, so I, I do want to get into it. Mm-hmm. I told you about this before. So today, I did get let go of my full-time job. So give some context. I worked at this job. I started working at this job a year ago. And I was still working at Fit Lab. I was like an assistant manager there. I was making probably like like fifteen an hour, so not like bad. Like I was there part time. I was in school full time, and I was just I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just doing something. Like I was at the gym. Like I love being at the gym, so I'm gonna work at the gym, get a free mm-hmm. membership, and obviously like make money in sales. So I get a call from my cousin, and I was like, hey. And he was like, hey, like, I know you know stuff about computers. Do you want a full-time job working at this company that I work for? And he was like, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll send you over my resume. They like the resume. Obviously, it's my cousin. So he kind of gasses me up saying, like, hey, like, I'll manage him because he's my cousin and it'll be easy. But one thing I did take for granted is the money I was making, mm-hmm. I was making was like a sales position. No, it was it. Okay. So I was doing like, I knew, I knew like basic shit about computers is like playing video games on computers. And, um, I go to school for an it, like I, I go to school for cybersecurity. So I had to take like the basic it like, Oh yeah, this is a HDMI cable. This is how you do this. And this is how you access a server. 
or whatever, like basic shit like that. And I ended up getting the job. Everything's going good, but I'm being, I, I will not like go back from like, I was being stupid. And I, if my cousin was not my boss, I probably would have gotten fired months ago. Mm -hmm. Like I would have been let go months ago. Like I, I was just, I was just granted. I was partying a lot. Like I was going to clubs like multiple times a week. Right. I would be out. Like I just, it started happening like right when I turned 21. Like now that I can go so out. So easy to get sucked yeah, in. I, I did get sucked in. And I'm at the point where like I'm trying to like step back. Mm -hmm. Like I need to I need to like do a little check. Um and I was spending a lot of money. Obviously I, I'm living at home for free. I was living at home for free the, at the time. So I was just spending my money on being like a dumb twenty one year old, right? Not saving anything. And I would I would just take advantage of it being a salary job. You know, so like I would go, I would go to, I would go to work and like, I was just being stupid. So I would go to work and I, with IT, it's like come and go. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah if you need to, yeah, if you need, if you need something to get done, like you tell me to get it done, I'll get it done. Boom. But I, I'm very, I was very hard, like especially just with my ADHD, it was very hard. Like I needed like specific directions or I felt like I was going to like fuck something, like fuck something up. So I was taking advantage of it being like a salaried job. And I was like, well, there's nothing left for me here to do. So I'm just going to go take my lunch and like work from home. That's what I started doing mm -hmm. because like a bunch of stuff, like I prepared my day to where I can do the things that I need to do from remote. So I would go home at like three, like two thirty, and I would stay until three thirty my, my hour lunch, and I'd be like, "Well, like I'm gonna go there for an hour and a half to sit at a desk and like do what I'm doing here." So I started doing that. They didn't like that. They told me I couldn't do that, so I stopped doing that for a little bit. But then I started just being stupid, and not really caring, and I started like I would skip work and go skiing or um, call out or whatever you know and then they switched me to hourly mm -hmm. they switched me to hourly probably about like a couple months ago um because that's when i it was my one year they were like all right let's renegotiate like a contract i still got paid the same it's just i was not hitting like the necessary hours because either i would show up late or i had i uh, a doctor's appointment or i needed to drive somebody somewhere um that's what i noticed and that became a problem like I got along with everyone. It was just like there was it was never a problem about my work. I always got my work done. And it was all it was all the other stuff. Mm. Like showing up on time, leaving early, like not hitting 40 hours. And it was just me not being professional because I've never worked there was my first like job. Like I worked at a gym before that in like a fast food place. But everyone no, kind of like a legitimate Yeah, it career. was like a legitimate job and I did not see it as a le legitimate job. I saw it as a paycheck. Mm -hmm. I wanted the 820 bucks a week for whatever like I'm going spending on like the club or tickets or gas, you know? And I did not I didn't appreciate it, which is fine and like I'm not like I'm not like upset at anyone that I got fired. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm sad because now I'm sad, but I'm happy. 
because I got, I, it wasn't mm-hmm. my true passion. Like IT yes. wasn't my true passion. I got a few things here. Yeah. I think everything you just told me are signs that that was not your career yeah. and that it was not fulfilling and that you shouldn't be wasting your life away doing that. 100%. Second, something I've heard before and I will repeat now is when your income expands, it's easy to expand your lifestyle to the level of that income. Yeah. And so if you just get sucked into this constant cycle of raising your income, your expenses go up. Yeah. You never get anywhere. Yeah. But if you can raise your income, live below your means, that's how you get ahead. And that was always my problem. And then third, because you don't have this job anymore, I think that presents opportunity. Oh, 100%. Huge opportunity. Oh, 100%. You're no longer tied down by I, that. I and now you can go and do whatever you please with your time. Exactly. Will you choose to party more? Or work more. Probably, That's up to you, brother. Probably. I, I know it. You got to yeah, have maybe, balance. Maybe Don't we'll get do me wrong. A, we'll do a, in a little bit, we'll do like a check-in podcast. You know, yeah. you'll check in on me and we'll uh, we'll talk again and we'll see what decision I ended up making. But it's definitely me where I've never And I hope f- I can steer you in the right no, direction I, I, here with this conversation. No, 100% you have because it's like making me think like, well, that obviously wasn't my true passion. I was working there for a paycheck. The pay was nice. I the hours were 40 hours a week is like like putting it I know this is there's people that watch this and there's people that we know that work 9 to 5s. They work full-time jobs. Um there's but nothing wrong with nothing, that. Nothing nothing absolutely nothing wrong. I just feel like 40 hours a week with you you have to be set on what you're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to, or if somewhat, you're not set on what you're doing, you have to have a big enough reason to continue doing that. Exactly, right? Whether and that's your family, you got kids to take care of, whatever it may be. Like, I'm paying rent now, but I wasn't. Um, I wasn't paying rent, right? I was living for free. I was just I, anytime I was hungry, I just bought food. You know, like I wasn't saving anything. I never really invested in myself. You know, like I would invest in myself in like dumb things that my parents were like, oh yeah, you just bought like another computer or, or like a Gucci bow. Yeah. Like exactly. I would buy like these shoes, these shoes. I bought these <laughs> shoes. I never had a nice pair of shoes and some people might shit on me because they're dunks, but th- this is the most expensive pair of shoes no, I've ever, dunks, bro, ever bought. I never bought a sh- pair of shoes over like 60 bucks or I got them for free. And I started, people started like making fun of me for my shoes and I was like, no, but I'm getting off on a tangent again, but, uh, yeah, it was to go back to how I got got fired. It was today. I I was talking with you and I was like, "Hey, it's crazy it happened and today." No, it and happened now we're sitting so, here having this it conversation. Ha- it happened so quick, but I It's almost like it was It was on people's radar. Like people were noticing. Uh-huh. Like, "Oh yeah, they were noticing I was showing up late or I wasn't like clocking out for lunch." Like, I guess you had to do that on salary. I I thought that was like the weirdest thing. I thought the luxury of me being on salary is I get to kind of like choose when i like eat like half the time like i would not clock out because i'm on the road and i would like stop by McDonald's. you want me to clock out for three minutes in the mcdonald's drive through <laughs> like it's and, more like 30 bro <laughs> yeah and the mcdonald's in merrimack is terrible and i i think um i'm gonna present you with a question here shoot what now where do you go from here i haven't i've been i've been fired from Two of my jobs. Two of like the six jobs I've had. 
And I think that absolutely happens for everybody. Oh, that that happened like that happens to everybody, you know? Like I would say some people don't obviously get fired because you're whatever. whatever you have to leave. Yeah, you whatever have you to, have to you leave have to for certain reasons. Like is. I like you never really unless you like you hated your job, you never really like feel good like leaving or like optimistic. You know what I mean? Oh, when you here's get a thought. Shoot. When when you when your feet grow yeah. and your shoes are too small, you get a new pair yeah, of shoes. You get a new pair right? of shoes. So when you grow and your job's too small, you get a new job, right? Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the line of thinking here. And I haven't been this like – obviously, it was sad because, you know, like now I got to – it wasn't – my plan – I wasn't planning on staying very much longer. Like I was looking – I like daily, I've been looking for jobs, mm-hmm. like online jobs, like something like part-time online tech jobs. Like even if I'm at a call center where I'm answering calls about like, oh, how to change your password. Like if it's online and I can do it remote, I would love to do it. Um, and I, I was looking – I was planning on like staying until like August and then I was going to hopefully have a new job by then and – or the end of August and I – Wanted to leave because it wasn't very flexible. Like the benefits weren't great. Um, it definitely, it was working a full-time job was draining me like mentally, like socially, like it, it was leading towards like bad outlets. Like I get out of work and I'm at Don Ramon's drinking a house margarita on a Tuesday. <laughs> like, you know, it was just one of those things where it was obviously jobs can be stressful, but Right now, like, I want to invest in myself. Mm. Like, growing up, like, my parents, they, they weren't, they were never really supportive of anything of mine, like, one of my own investments until DJing. Like, and I think you have something there, dude. And I'm making, I'm not I making, oh, yeah, I'm making something. like enough to headline Coachella. No, I'm making for a DJ that works a couple nights and does private gigs in New Hampshire. And I have my own equipment, and I bring all my stuff with me. I make decent money, I, and, I and I've give already that up, dude. I've already paid off almost all of my DJ equipment, except I just bought a like a twenty two hundred dollar controller that is wicked cool. It's it's super duper nice. Was it worth it? Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, there you oh, go. It was, there you go. It's probably That's why I bought all this podcast equipment. Exactly right. You know, just makes it, a better product. Mm-hmm. And you have to invest back into the business, but. My parents were my parents are very supportive and they 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 come to my gigs. They like they've came to like multiple of my gigs. That's like awesome. anytime I was at Don Ramon, I th- they showed up. Like when I was DJing at Don Ramon, they showed up and they showed support and I appreciate that. But like it's not like it's not like it's this I, I kinda I told my mom this. I was like, Hey, like you guys don't have to like come to like every one of my gigs, right? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I know. And it's I'm like a soccer game. Yeah, Maybe so they like, like the music, yeah, too. Well, no, they do. I play I, – I know how to get my parents hyped. I know I know the music they like, so I know how to get them going. So they like it, you know, and they like the variety of music. They used to hate the EDM I played. Oh, I would play like everything from like dubstep, like Skrillex, and like I would be playing like stuff that is like – torture to the ears for old people <laughs> like if you're a boomer and you heard the music i listened to you growing cry. up yeah like you're like what am i listening to i showed my grandfather once and i know i'm getting off on a tangent but i showed my grandfather once and i was like hey grandpa you like this song he was like and he played like the trombone like he was in like a an oompop band or a, a pop-pop band i forget what like an oompapa band or 
he was like one of those people that dressed up and he would wear a hat and like a matching uniform. He'd play the trombone. And I was like, Hey, what do you think about this? And he was like that. If you call that music, um, <laughs> I'm, you're out of my will. He didn't say that, but that's basically what I got out of that. He was like, yeah, like that's terrible. And times are changing. Man. Times are changing. And yeah, but yeah, no, I just went off on a tangent, but that's what we've been doing this whole time. Yeah, man. it was it's just beautiful. small, it's small beautiful. tangents, you know. It's and I, I feel bad though, because like, it, no, no, no. Then don't. I start to forget. I start to forget like what we were just talking. Well, you got to think about it. Wherever we go, the viewer comes with us. That is true. That is very, very true. So if you've made it this far, excellent work. I think I didn't even finish out the the moral of it, how I got how I got pinched today. I don't think no, I got. I think he got there. I okay. He, yeah, no, he, he just walked in. He, he walked in. Got there. My cousin walked in. He was like, "Hey, man, I had no say in this." But like you get you, you gotta go. And then the funny thing is I came in and I was like very motivated to like see now to you, work. Are you happy about it? Kinda. Good. Kinda. Like I said, I haven't been this optimistic in a while. And whether now, you need to get a new job to supplement the income. Yeah. Fine. But I I think you have something with the DJing and I wouldn't lose focus of that. I, I'm not. I want to build bo- keep booking gigs, keep working on your craft, keep perfecting it. Build a personal brand, you'll be golden. A hundred percent. You and have a service to offer to people. I do. And I I see I can see myself doing it. And my parents were also very supportive of me because they know that there's money in it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. my when so basically my cousin. I'm just gonna call him my cousin because he's not like bloodly related to me. He's like overstep, like he's my gotcha. mom's. One of, the, one of the most confusing. Yeah, so my mom's cousins. Your mom's cousins, stepbrothers, wife, friends, yeah, sisters, uncle. Pretty aunt. much something like that. He's not bloody related to me. I haven't seen him in a long time, but uh, he's a DJ down in Providence, Brett. Um, I haven't seen him in a long time. I knew that he started DJing like when I was younger, like I was probably like 10 or 12. He was like DJing as like a hobby. He's actually like a professional DJ that works at like this, um, that's this, this club. Yeah. The Coliseum. I've never been there, but like it's a pretty big venue. He's like the opener DJ. So like anytime, like, like a headliner, like mm-hmm. somebody that sells tickets needs an opener. He's the guy, you know what I mean? Cause he's, he's good at, he's good at open format style opening. Like he can open with anything and mix it well. So, um, they knew money. My parents knew that money in DJing made sense because Brett, Brett is, he's make, he makes good money. Like he's, there's money in everything. There, he, he makes good money. And especially when you start getting into like big city clubs, mm-hmm. like Providence, like they'll pay DJs. I like compared to like, he's probably making like upwards of like 500, 600 bucks a night for just like an hour and a, like an hour set. You know what I mean? That's $500 an hour. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And that's just one hour set. And that's like half somebody's paycheck. You know what I mean? And just one hour. So it's all about knowing people. He's been really supportive. He's helped me out a lot. I got to I gotta shout out Brett. Like I – like anytime I – like my first gig, I was really, really nervous. I was like, hey, man, like dude, I'm nervous as shit. Like what do you – like what do I do? He was like, dude. Like I've seen you mix, like you're good. Like you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Just do your thing and focus on the that first transition. You know what I say? Never fold. Never fold. Never I fold. like that. When I'm nervous and I'm like going to do something, I, I, I set myself aside and I say to myself, I'm like, never fold. Yeah. Never fold. And uh, yeah, he helped me out a lot. And, and then I'm like, okay. Game yeah, face. exactly. Let's run right. It. Let's run it. 
just the dial in. That's what I said. I'm like, I'm dialing in. Like, boom, I'm in. I'm I'm dialed. Let's do this. I'm gonna get it done. Let's play some music. Let's be a professional button pusher for a couple hours and get paid a decent amount of money and to do it. Get the people going, man. Get the people going. But he was he was a big reason. I wouldn't say like the main inspiration. I kind of became a DJ as a joke. Um and to go back to that conversation. But he like I saw his stuff like growing up and I never really like knew anything about it. Like I I he I liked the music he played and stuff like that. And he obviously was like very good for um like being like 18 or whatever. And I was like he, I was like this is cool. I liked it, but I never really thought of it as a career. Right. I didn't know you could like be like a DJ full time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was like an actual career. Like even he's not like super well known, but he makes, he makes his income off being a DJ, you know, like, which is cool. Isn't that crazy to think about? No, it's, it's like he literally like being a DJ, Cody Co to, to get into how, um, to get into how like I, got into DJing like fully. So are you, do you know Cody Co? I don't believe so. So Cody Co is a YouTuber, podcaster. He's part of like uh he's like a songwriter. He's everything. He's uh I would say watch a couple of his videos. He he has the Tiny Meat Game podcast. Um Tiny Meat Gang? Yeah he's I thought uh, Mids only was yeah. a bad name, bro. Yeah, no, it, it's the Tiny Meat Gang. That's their <laughs> Cause they're both comedians. They're uh, so Noel Miller and Cody Co. They're both comedians, and they have a they have a they make like funny like music. Like it's obviously like very sarcastic, like funny music. But Cody in college was a DJ, like he did a DJing casually, kind of like I'm doing, and he made a video where he wanted to see how easy DJing was, and he was like he became a DJ as a joke. And he actually like did good. Like he sold out. He sold out a show in LA. Granted, he he is a big name. He has millions of followers on Instagram, YouTube. See, but he built that up for yeah. Him. He built yeah. Do. He built that up. It wasn't DJing, so that uh, did help. And but he you was know what that is that my friend is a personal brand. Yes, exactly. And he he does make a like I I don't know his personal, but he he's. Very, very well off right now. Living in California, like he opened, he's opened for Dylan Francis before, um, which is a very. I went to see Dylan Francis like two weeks ago at Big Night Live. I've seen him, uh, I've seen him a couple times, and he's really, really good. He's an older guy. He's been around for a long time, but um, yeah, he tried. He tried it, and he was like, "Yeah, it's as easy or as hard as you want it to be." And I, <laughs> I saw that. I watched the video. I was like. I'm going to fucking do this. And it came, this came out probably like, I don't know, probably like six months ago, seven months ago. And that's when I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to. And then boom, got a gig. Boom. boom I, I harassed, I harassed the manager of a bar for months. Then I bought new equipment. I invested more buying like new lights. I bought like $1,400 lights for the bar that I work at, at McGarvey's. I, I obviously, I just bought a new controller. I bought a mixer. I bought a like headset. I bought programs for my laptop to where I can live stream and I can like use my laptop. I spent I spent thousands of dollars. And now let's see where and, it goes. And that's where I'm at. I want to see where it goes. But yeah, like I became a DJ as a joke, in a sense. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I became. I feel a- like no one. 
no one when they're young is like, oh, I'm going to be a DJ. Yeah. No, I, I feel like it just kind of happens. It just happens. And I, I, I love it. I, I haven't been like this moment in time, like currently, like as I'm sitting here talking to this mic, I haven't been more optimistic or like more happy about where I want to go than right now. I feel like that my nine to five was genuinely holding me back. This is like an inflection point, bro. Like, no. You, you got let go. You hopped on mids only. I got, I got and then like you literally two hours off, ago. Bro. I got fired two hours ago. And now I'm like, as you see, like I'm smiling. Like I'm, I haven't been this happy and this optimistic in a long time. I love it, man. That's optimism. That's great. You know, it's, it's, we need more of that. We, we do. And being inside corporate America, it, it made me like desensitized no i wouldn't say desensitized but like it's just yeah like you you don't really separate days it it becomes like no like every day feels the same Mm. you know and like it took me probably like six months into my job to realize like this isn't like a job where like like people like work here for their actual like income like people like 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 have kids like I was the youngest in the office by like seven years. I was the youngest, and people like actually work there for their jobs, their livelihood. They work there. It sucks there, but like there was just there was just a lot of problems there that obviously I didn't click with it. You know, I have a little bit of a trouble with authority. You know, I like to challenge and I like to ask questions, yeah. and that that's, that's a bad personality to kind of have. Boss. Yeah, that's why I kind of feel like. A lot of entrepreneurials, entrepreneurs have that. Plus, I have like trust issues and shit. Authority. And I was just like, granted, it was my co- like my cousin was my manager, and we we like got along. But it like it you could definitely like see like a separation kind of in the sense of like, well, he actually has to like be a manager, and he mm. has to make like a hard decision. Like today, probably was really hard to come up to me and. Like it was out of his control, and he couldn't do anything about it. Like he's he's covered in it's business, man. Yeah, it's business. it's business, and I I I didn't take it personally. I just grabbed my stuff, and I was like, "Hey, do you want me to do anything before I go?" And he was like, "No, like cool." And I went on my way, and I sat in my car, and I sat in my car for like three minutes, took a deep breath, and I was like, "This is the next." This is the next point in my life. I'm so excited for you, man. Dude, I Because now the future's in your hands. I know. And I'm I'm one to when my back is against the wall, that's where I perform the best. Mm. And right now, my back is against the wall. I'm I have I did start saving money, so I have been like taking it back in clubs and stuff like that. I haven't been going out like every night. Obviously, I have a side hustle to where I was making more money and I've been saving and I'm because I, I was trying to get an apartment. I wanted to get an apartment, but I came back to the other thing where like, I don't want to just randomly join somebody's Facebook and like move in with somebody on Facebook, you mm. know? Um, that was just not my thing, but when now it comes time for you to buy. I would hope you wouldn't work with anyone else. Jason. No, no, I, uh, you, uh, <laughs> I, I will go for you, uh, through you. Let's I will get go you through a condo, no, brother. I'm fine with a condo. I can once I start making a little bit more money, and once I get my uh, remote job, and I might not even have to get a job. Like I work an average of five times every two weeks, so right there, and I get paid. Uh, I you get don't paid. Have to say specific. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, I get paid a decent amount. Like I could, could I live off of it? Could I have like an apartment if I had a roommate? I could live off it. 
Like, it's enough money to where, like, I can live off of it if I really, really had to. And we just, I would have to. I guess you're just going to have to book more gigs. Yeah, no. And I think that's what it comes down to. Like, a bunch of people come up to me at the bar and they're like, Do you have a card? And I'm so, I haven't gotten a card yet. So I have like my, like my link tree. Uh, barcode. I'm like, hey, just scan that. Like, hit me up on X Y Z, and I'm I'm booked to do in September. I'm booked to do like a one year old's birthday party. <laughs> Dude, that's great. That's it's, you, it's more, gonna be in, the more the merrier. And the funny you want th- it to be as seamless as possible. No, for, for people to book you. No, hundred percent. And it was really funny because I was like, and then you're gonna get to a point where you have too many bookings, and that's a good problem to have because then I can up my rates. Uh huh. And plus, after you've done enough and you've built up. A big enough resume, you don't have to work for free anymore. No, 100%. you can say, "Hey, this is my work. Do you want me?" No, okay, I'm gonna go to my next client. Exactly. And but in the beginning, you got to take everything. No, and That's what I, Sophie you, talked about in the last. You just episode. gotta, and it's kind of like you gotta, you gotta get bent over a barrel and show in the fifty states. You know what I mean? You gotta get I like that. You, yeah, you gotta, you gotta take, you gotta take it on the chin. Like the first. My first probably like month at McGarvey. So I've been DJing there for a little bit over a month. And it's just starting to get like good. You know what I mean? Like now I have everything. I'm situated. Like I got everything situated. Um, the other company is out. So it's literally just my stuff there. I can leave stuff there. Mm-hmm. Not have to worry about it. Like the first month I had to take on the chin. But and and the pay, the pay at the, the like I just got a raise um, there because I was like, hey, let me go for a month. Pay me this, this an hour. Let me go for a month. Let's talk about the sales on my days, and let's compare them to before. And if oh, uh, that's interesting. I was like, if I'm bringing in you guys money, like something, they, then they can afford to pay you more. Yeah, exactly. And the numbers don't lie. It and I was and I was like, I want to bring people in here. Obviously, I bring my friends in there. Like my friends are almost at all, all my sets. Like someone I know is almost at all my sets. And I bring them in and they bring people. And I was like, hey, if you our sales are if our sales are like going up, like I would expect more. And they were like, okay, if sales go up, we'll pay you more. And that's what it is. Sales went up. Sales went up. They started paying me a little bit more, which is awesome. And I started bringing people in more on Mondays, you know? So but where was I? Uh Side note. Side note. Yeah. Do you we, think you, you could drop some beats that I could I could rap over, right? Because I'm fairly certain I'm living in the timeline where I do drop an album. Um Yeah, I I can the thing is the thing or is I, I do like house beats. Singer? I, I make house beats. I like you I You can make a you can make a mids only house playlist. I can make it. I can. I with could. like you get like Steve voice in there. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I. I like a ninety percent. I'm telling you. I'm pretty sure I'm in the timeline where I drop yeah. an album. Do it, dude. I'm. I'm working on music right oh, now. Is with, that my top priority now? No, but like it'd be but cool. I am so certain I am in that timeline. If you, it's not necessarily if it does well or not. Like I do it just I, for the fun. No, man. I do it as like a self accomplishment for me. Like it, it, people don't understand how hard it is to like perfect. An album, and even if when it is perfected in your eyes, it doesn't really matter. It's if other people like it. But for me, if I perfected an album and I'm like, "This is a great album. I love it. I love every song on it." I don't it. think it's possible possible to perfect an album. You're it's, always going to get caught it, up on some yeah. That's detail. that's true. You know, like, it gets it, to a point where it's good enough to release. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I out out there today, I don't think there's one perfect album. No, 
I don't. No shot. There's always one song that you're like, if this wasn't there, this would be awesome. Or if this song from this album was on there, that'd be awesome. But I, yeah, like I could, I have. Sometimes you just got to put something out. Exactly. Like you can't obsess over this one 10 second clip. Sometimes you just got to send it off. Oh, 100%. And I. That's kind of a realization I've come to. Sometimes you just need to do the volume. 100%. And then you're going to get better over time the more you do it. Yeah. 10,000 hour rule. Chris Lang, man. Got that from Miss Gott in English. Shout out Miss Gott. Um, That was like probably the outliers. Was probably, I think, as a Malcolm Gladwell. I don't know. I Outliers. I read Outliers in high school and it like really connected with me, you know? And it was one of the only, I hated reading. I suck at reading because I have dyslexia. Mm-hmm. But it was like one of the only books that I like forced myself to read and I actually like liked it. And it was like very informative too. But to get back on the DJing thing, um, it, okay. Oh, I'm losing, I'm losing my thought. It's okay, brother. I think we've hammered that one home. Yeah, we, I think we did. And yeah, but everything is going good. I'm excited. I'm very optimistic and hopefully I can turn this into a career. That's exactly where you need to be, man. And, and just be willing to put in the work. So hundred percent. And that's kind of where I'm at in my life. And I think that's because you're something. killing it. You got a, you got a side gig. Plus you're working full time as a realtor. Then you're doing this, like something you actually like doing like me. Like I'm, I'm kind of modeling after that. Like you got your side hustle, right? You got your main gig and you got this, you know, and a little side piece, yeah, a little side piece. Exactly. Speaking of side piece, saw side piece live. That was crazy. Yeah. I got to make a phone call after this. Wait, what? No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> um, just jokes, just jokes. No, but, um, I think, I think you, are at a point right now where you're about to take that leap of faith and because you left the security of the old job. Yeah. In my case, I'm in that leap of faith right yeah. now. It's like, I don't know if this is going to work, but you need to pay bills somehow. You gotta I pay don't, rent, I don't right? have, the way I look at it. I'd rather fail now when I'm young. Oh, cause you got time to bounce back. If I made a decision like this, like this is how I, this is. So my mentor, Johnny, he's like 39. He's, he, um, he's like a recovering addict. He's been sober for years now, but he, um, he was a recovering addict. He got into drugs and he, um, he DJs like as his main gig, mm-hmm. he works part-time at guitar center and that's whatever, but DJing is, is like his full-time thing. Like he gets hired and he gets paid X amount an hour. He has all of his equipment. Um, but he, he, he's taken a leap of faith. He's, he was investing in me. Cause we were, we kind of have like a circuit of like three or four DJs, um, like locally to where that can run something. So if I have to, if I have to go somewhere and somebody needs coverage, oh, like my bar needs coverage, I call him. Be like, Hey, if you're not doing anything, boom, take that gig, play some music. And that's why it's good to accept people into your network. Exactly. Like, like DJ Reckless did with you. No, a hundred percent. And Reckless was the same way. We might actually. I really I, need to get him on the podcast No, a hundred percent. Get him on. He's been, he's. We've been talking about it for a long time. No, get him on. He's he's a good guy. I can tell. He's got a lot of stories to tell too. No, hundred percent. And I see you got to talk to him. You got to get him on before or maybe after breakaway. Well, that breakaway is in September. You should get him on before, just so we can talk about how he got on that. Because that's something I'm like. I was like, dude, how'd you? Yeah, because that's a a festival. Like he's. I would say he's not headlining. He's doing the silent disco. Still, just to even be honest, which is silent disco is cool. You should go to breakaway. He gets a fucking code and they're pretty cheap. 
And the silent disco stage is wicked cool. It's like one of those where you everyone wears headphones and it's just oh, quiet. What? Where the DJ That's just plays. Crazy, yeah, it's bro. fucking hilarious. I see videos on TikTok and shit like that. But I'm excited for him and I'm excited for me. I'm I think That's this the mentality is, you gotta have. I'm think, excited for me. I'm excited I love for that. me. I love and that. this is probably like right now, like yeah, like probably the most I wouldn't say vulnerable, but I'm like as I said, uh, my back's against the wall. I got to make decisions now that I wasn't planning on making. And they're going to be hard decisions. Like whether I stay in New Hampshire, that was like a big thing. My cousin lives down in Florida and I have friends that live sure, down in Florida. There's a lot of DJ gigs in Florida. There is a fuck ton of DJ gigs in Florida. And it's plus like the nightlife in Florida, like Tampa itself, like – Soho in Tampa. Just gotta be careful. You uh, don't oh, get oh sucked yeah, in, though, yeah. Man. No, no, a hundred percent. And it's and it's hard. Like it's hard when the DJing life is like a party life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's but, very. But, but it's it's work. At it's the same it's time. work. You know, you got to take it as work. Like I can't be pounding shots every. Like I did a thing where one night I got like almost blacked out where I I had to call an <laughs> Uber. Um, my cousin ended up driving me home because. I like they I didn't have a tip jar at the time so they were like oh here's a shot it's half off drink so like a, a green tea shot is is like three dollars <laughs> it's half off drink so they're like oh yeah instead of giving you three dollars I got you a shot and I'm like fuck so okay, I'm pounding shots I'm pounding shots and I'm probably like eight shots deep within like I got there at I started at nine I'm it's like 12 30 I'm hammered I'm talking on the mic and I'm hammered and don't get yourself yeah yeah, yeah yeah don't get man. there corny's super chill the manager at mcgarvey's lover to death she's awesome um and the people at mcgarvey's they're just super nice it's I, an interesting bar and it, it's a Good very spot. very it's a very very like the people that, that walk in, in general man yeah it's, just, it's you're and it's a monday night so you gotta keep it like mcgarvey's on on monday has three people three types of people you got the regulars you got the alcoholics and you got the college kids. The reason why you get all three, the regulars are there because they're there to see the people that are normally there. Uh-huh. The alcoholics are there because it's cheap and it's half off drinks. And, and they want to drink. They want to drink. And three is college kids because college kids are also broke. They want half off drinks. And they want to get out. Because it's kind of like what they did in college, yeah. right? So that's what I notice a lot. It's just like a lot of younger people and like regulars and alcoholics. And you'll see it'll change. hundred percent. In, in, in the fall, in the fall, when kids go back to school, it's, it's going to be a different clientele. It's changing right now. It's changing right now. So like we're we're at the we're a little bit over the halfway yeah, mark like of we're, summer. We're coming to an end. Yeah, yeah. we're coming to an end and here, it's gonna and change. I, I start seeing I like it. you'll get different clientele. hundred percent. And you're going to have to change your vibe to match. hundred percent. And that's the hard part for me is like changing my vibe. I like to set the but vibe. That's, that's what it is. That's, that's what DJing is. Job. No, hundred percent. I got to set the vibe and. Like you can't, you can't be a good DJ and just stare at your controller. And I, I get tunnel vision sometimes. I stare at my controller for like minutes on minutes, but I don't look up. Like I'm playing songs, but I don't look up if people are reacting. Sometimes I look up and there's a bunch of people dancing. You got to look up though. Cause you need exactly, that feedback. And I need the, it's the body language. It's not like, not all the time. It's like nobody, people have said like this weekend, Saturday was kind of like a shit show for a Saturday, but this guy yells out like, this DJ fucking sucks. I'm like, nice, dude. I took it on the chin because at the time I was sucking. Um, I was very, very nervous. It was the beginning. It was like probably like an hour and a half into my set. 
I was like very, very nervous. I was fucking up transitions, but I'm still like a newer DJ, but it, it was like transition. I should have fucked up and I was making like small mistakes. I was very, very nervous at the time. And, but he, he called out a sock and I was like, all right, whatever. But it's very important to read the you gotta room. go through that though. You got to read the room. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that I'm dyslexic, you know, <laughs> and I can't fucking read. <laughs> that was good, bro. Um, that was good, bro. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it's, it's not just pressing I'm ha- buttons. I'm happy you know? for you, brother. I'm super duper happy, and I'm su- like, I'm super happy I came here. I wanted to be on your podcast for a while. I am. I'm not like a super avid. I haven't watched all 25. I mean, who has? Yeah, I like, don't even I, know if I have. Yeah. Bro. Um, like I haven't watched all. I've watched a couple. Um, and I was like, dude, like, it's just good. fun, man. You're a good interviewer, and you're good at asking questions, and you're good at getting like the details out and expressing your opinion and stuff like that. Which I try I like. to be. I try to be a good host. No, you're That's a great host. You even got, that, you bro. got me a Celsius, dude. Like. That's, I thought, that's I thought the, we were just the, gonna. I thought we were just gonna. That, oh yeah, sell promo. Got to. That's the bartender the and me yeah. coming out, bro. How's that going, by the way? Love it, man. It's fun. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta great talk gig. up the talk up the management at the goat for me. And I, so, I know you guys don't do DJs there because I've tried. I tried talking to I one of your managers. I wish we would have a DJ at that venue. I think it would be fun. And I would give them the same offer. I would give McGarvey's. I would work two nights for free. And then we would discuss a rate. It's out of my control. I know it's out of your control, but I'm going to do the same thing I did for McGarvey's. I I'm think gonna, a DJ would be good for that place. So I, Even just once a night. Because I love the, Once I, a week. I think once a week would be fair. Oh Yeah, once a week. That's what I meant. Um, and I feel like it could use like a variety. I love going there. They're like the live bands and the people that they have. They're great singers. Um, they're really good. It's just that it's very – like there's so many bars that do that. Mm. There's so many bars that have like – the like country like jam band kind of things in New yeah, Hampshire. That's you. very very I popular. And a there's sp- not a spot like that though. A DJ on like a on a stage like that. I would night, man, that I, would it would be the hottest spot in town. That would be insane same. too. That would be it would be insane. It'd be like too insane. It, I kind of feel like it would be the point where I'm not saying I'm I'm great, but I know like imagine if me reckless and I get some. I get like my my cousin Brett. Like we get like a three lineup, like a three DJ lineup, three hours. Three the hours would be popping. Yeah, we get three three different like professional DJs. When I say professional, an amateur DJ, you like do it as like like I'm actually employed. I'm on like a pay. Like I'm on like I get paid hourly there. Like I'm on the payroll uh-huh. as a DJ. Like I feel like, DJs, yeah, professional. You get paid by the gig. Yeah, kind of. So. I wouldn't say I'm a professional DJ yet. I have the equipment, but I, I wouldn't call myself like a pro DJ because I've only been doing it for like. You gotta start calling yourself a pro. I, DJ. I think I do. It's probably oh, good for marketing. Bro, what do you? What's your What's your name? Oh, cousins. DJ cousins. DJ cousins. See, oh, I was yeah. thinking DJ JT. Hey, DJ JT. I've also gotten that. I've gotten. Um, oh, what? Did, my cousin had a really really good one. But it was originally supposed to be – it, it kind of still is. So my cousin lives in Florida, right? And we're the dynamic dude. I love that guy to death. He's like my best friend. Um, he's he he's my biggest supporter um, other than like my mom and like my family and stuff like that. But he's part of my family. He's like my biggest supporter. He's always got my back and he's not afraid to like tell me like – like tell me like, yo, like you're being fucking stupid, you know? 
and me and him like DJed all the time together and we were like cousins and we we obviously may, don't make the great greatest choices mm-hmm. so especially at festivals and stuff and like people would call it a sin and we're just like because we're just doing it cuz so we're just sinning cuz cuz sins we're cousins we're related so i kind of felt like it stuck and even though it's not like at the brand where i want it and there's like a lot of backstory to the name it's just it's personal to me and i like the branding i like my logo i got my logo professionally done it looks really nice i got my visuals professionally done uh i make my own posters though i hear you but, I hear you. And if that's you, you got to rock with yeah, it. Yeah, I do. But I'm telling you, man, DJ JT. DJ JT. I, I open DJ up saying, JT. I say, hey, I'm the DJ for the night. My name is JT, a, a.k.a. Cousins. Because like a lot of people. Yeah, so you can use both. No, I use both. both. I, I use both. Beautiful. I use my, my real name. Nobody's going to come up to me at McGarvey's and be like, yo, Cousins. I'm, I'm, I would be like, yo, what are you? What? Like, Dude, I get it's my name. DJ JT. DJ I think JT you got to rock is fire. with it. Um, that might just be my solo name. I might just make it my solo mm-hmm. name because like me and Max, like together we're cousins. Like that's our thing. Like when we DJ together, we like, that's like, we're cousins. Like that's the brand. That's what I made the brand off like of. That. Uh, and it was just all of us. Just, it was just us two, you know, we both like music. Um, but yeah, like, and we're just, we're starting to get into producing. Like we're making songs right now. We have a, my friend, Dan, um, who is my cousin's, my cousin's big in his fraternity and at the university of tampa uh he's a very very he's a very very talented producer for house he does tech house and like he's working on right now um a little pump remix tech house remix to uh i think it's gucci gang so there's a gucci gang remix i'll send it to you like personally or you'll see it released but i'm i'm gonna try to release it with both of them and i want to try to work on it and we're gonna Try to start releasing music. Love it, bro. Do as much as you can. Exactly. Stick you know? yourself in as many areas. But make sure your ecosystems overlap. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Away from each other. Yeah. Once they start getting spread out, you know, like you're losing connection with each thing, you mm-hmm. know? Like if I start focusing too much on on producing, I'll start losing DJing. Or if I start focusing too much See, on DJing. I think to begin with, those ecosystems are pretty closely connected anyway. Yeah, they're, it's I'm music, telling you, right? like, DJ, but don't sell hot dogs. True. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, DJ, but don't do IT. That's yeah. basically, yeah. Like they, they get do. DJJT. DJJT who did IT. Sells hot dogs. Yeah. Sells hot dogs. Yeah. We got to wrap this shit up. No, bro. 100%. Yeah, I got to I gotta go to, I got to go to freaking McGarvey's and uh, go set up some stuff. Yo. So. JT, I'm happy for you, brother. I think you're moving in a great direction. And I think I you have too. so much opportunity ahead of you. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate your feedback and I appreciate you. Like, I haven't even talked to my parents. That I, this is gonna be it's gonna be a great conversation to talk to my parents. I might not even tell them. I might just send them the link to this podcast and uh, have them watch it. And, Dude, I do appreciate you coming on here. Though, no, I appreciate you having story. me, man. Uh, a lot phenomenal of, performance, DJ JT. I must say, thank you, thank you. I, we, I, we I were think, rolling. Yeah, I was. I like it, it's been packed. It's been doing good. McGarvey's been doing really, really good ever since I've been there. We we've had a couple like hit or miss nights, but. The best night I've had was like July 3rd. It was crazy. It was like shoulder to shoulder. Mm. Um, and I got a lot of great reactions. I trolled the crowd a couple times. Great. Good. Um, but yeah, we got to wrap this up. I got to I gotta head to head to the Garve and uh, set up some stuff, meet with the manager. And but yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully 
you liked me and I can come back in the future. I'd I would have definitely, you on again, bro. You I would definitely contact or we uh, we'll keep in touch and obviously okay, you yeah. know and um in a couple months maybe and a while you know let's see let's see where i i've come and but now the ball's in my court i just gotta perform my back's against the wall i'm under pressure um i just gotta i gotta i wanted to invest in myself all my life if i start bitching when i fail then you know i've i'm giving up you know what i mean i can't i can't if I get faced with adversity, I got to jump over it. I got to dig under it or I got to go fucking through it. You and me both, brother. Yeah, that's what we got to do. So cheers to that. Cheers, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate, appreciate you. JT. This has been Mids Only. Shout out Celsius. Shout out Celsius.